Hello, everyone. Welcome back to On Track, my weekly podcast where I sit down with some amazing queer talent and get to know them on a human level. We are four episodes deep into season two. I want to thank everyone who's been listening every week. If you are new here, hello, hi, thank you again. Continue sharing and spreading the love on this podcast. I'm doing this all on my own, so I am very appreciative of any support. This week, I'm sharing my interview with LA-based singer-songwriter Kalechi, which was recorded back in March. Now, Kalechi only has two songs to his name at this present moment, but I can promise you there's a whole lot coming soon. Here, we're going to dive into his truly fascinating story. From growing up in a Nigerian household, to his many career changes, his not-so-fun time on X Factor with his boy band, new music, and much, much more. Let's get on track. here with us, singer-songwriter, LA-based talent, style superstar, <laughs> Calvin Klein ad model. <laughs> How are Hello. you? I'm good. How are you? Good. I'm like super happy to be back in LA. Welcome to the our The sun is Taylor. shining and it's warm. I can take my tits out. Yeah, it's great. Shake them all over. <laughs> but uh, how's, your, how's your last few months been? Like, how, how is she feeling? Uh. Feeling good. Yeah, I'm feeling really good. Um, the last few months have been great. I just uh, came off of an opportunity with uh, Vincent. That's right. I opened for him at the True Drawer. For his EP release, right? EP release. Shout out to Vincent. Yeah, we love Vincent. It's my good girlfriend, Vincent. Yeah. Um, no, that was, it was exhilarating. Sold out the show. It yeah. Was, it was incredible. And being able to, you know, perform in front of that large crowd with this new music that I have. And yeah. Is it's mind blowing. So, are you? Are, is this something that you do? You feel comfortable on stage? No, or? no, no, no. <laughs> I do not. And I think that that uh, show really helped me kind of get into the mode again. For yeah, me, yeah. Because I haven't performed like that in maybe five years. Oh wow! And so um, I had a really traumatic experience on stage that made me almost like quit music entirely, mm-hmm. which. And I think it gave me a chance to figure out what my sound really was, because at the time I was singing like R&B and uh-huh. all this other stuff, and um, I realized like pop music is where I wanted to be. Yeah, and there weren't a lot of people like me who looked like me mm-hmm. um, who did pop music. And so coming back, coming into that world, it was easier for me to write. Mm-hmm. It was easier for me to work with um, my producer, and it was easier for me to just create again yeah um, and Vincent is like one of those people who's like like if anything like uh, kind of like really leading the pack and like you yep. also so there's not a lot of people who look like Vincent yep. who are doing the things that you yep. do and it, I think you guys make a nice perfect match so that yep. was 
I bet that was like a really, really fun show. It was a great show. Um, and he's such a good person. I know, he's, he's such a sweetheart. He's always there to give really good advice and everything. So two days before the show, uh-huh. um, he and I sat down for lunch and I was like, girl, I don't know if I can do this. <laughs> oh. um, and he really kind of walked me off of the ledge. Yeah, like way. snapped you out of it. He's yeah. Like, <laughs> he's like, look, it's going to be fine. Everyone's there and they're all kind. And, um, and once I got past that, I got into the performance. I usually take out my contacts so I can't see anybody. Oh. Um, that's kind of like my coping mechanism. Okay. But I didn't do that this time. I wanted to see if I could you were actually do it. Yeah, um, yeah. And it ended up being great. So I'm looking forward to more. Yeah. How long, of, how, how long of a set did you have? I just did three songs, but I did Forever Tonight. Okay. Um, and then I did two songs. Two brand new ones. Two brand new ones that are coming out in the next couple of months. So. Oh, okay. Well, that's exciting. Thanks. We're going to get back to that. Yeah. But first, I want to talk a little bit about where you grew up. Yeah. And maybe a little bit of your family stuff. Sure. Where so, I am from Orangeburg, South Carolina. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I know, right? <laughs> I couldn't <laughs> Born and raised. Um, Orangeburg, South Carolina. It's a small town. Yeah, yeah. In South Carolina. But my parents are from Nigeria. Okay. Uh, they came over here in the 70s for school and decided that South Carolina is where they wanted to land mm-hmm. for some reason after living in LA and <laughs> Wisconsin, South Carolina. But you know what? I lived, I loved it. Yeah, you had a it was it, nice. It was lovely. I didn't have any nightmare experiences. Wow. Is, I want to say it's like predominantly African American. Okay. Um, but there's a, a really big um, like Nigerian or I would say like a quaint Nigerian community there because of it's a college town. Okay. Um, there are two HBCUs that are there, Claflin University and South Carolina State University. So a lot of professors were from Nigeria. So I grew up in this world with um, like a, a really in-depth Nigerian culture. Okay. And at the same time, like going to school with my white, black, and Indian friends primarily. Um, <laughs> but, but like, but they were they were actually Indian, so I guess that makes, yeah, that makes whatever. Yeah, but you had like a nice, I had like a nice like set of like friends, and it wasn't, it didn't seem like the typical South. I mean, everything else was. We had mm-hmm. Piggly Wiggly and a Bilo and all those Queen <laughs> Dixie and all of that stuff. But, <laughs> but the city itself, like it just. I don't know. It was, it was like the Spice Girls. Like everybody was different. Yeah, and, I like and that. We all embraced each other's differences, and it was you were cool if you sang, and you were cool if you were in the orchestra or the band, and you were cool if you were in theater. It wasn't oh one of those like places where you're like a you theme. felt like weird trying to yeah. do things like that. Like you were celebrated if you were in the arts, and I think that was one thing that now that I look back on my time, like I wasn't bullied for any of mm-hmm. that stuff. Um, I wasn't really bullied. To be honest with you, and that's and, nice to hear. Yeah, and I find that that is, I find that that's refreshing because people have this um, idea of what the South is, and yeah. um, yes, there's rampant homophobia. Yeah. Yes, there's blatant racism. Let's call a thing a thing. Yeah, yeah. But the experiences that I had, I seem was, mostly positive. I, I feel like I was shielded from a lot of it, also because of the friend group that I had. Yeah, too. we were just also different and mm-hmm. we were in the arts and because we were on the arts we were exposed to so many different people and experiences and people excuse me experiences and things and yeah, yeah. and it kind of just made for 
well-rounded. And like an easy, nice time. Yeah. Do you still keep in touch with a lot of them? Some of them. Yeah, yeah. I I have the same best friend um, since the fifth grade. Oh, that's amazing. Um, we we literally talk every single day. Okay, she lives in amazing. North Carolina. She's a real estate mogul. Oh, work out there. <laughs> um, but yeah, we same best friend for this is like third. Years, wow, years. yeah, that's yeah. amazing. Yeah, no, that's, I mean, going to school and meeting friends early on, you, you things are bound to change. But yeah. it's amazing that you're able to keep someone so close to you yeah. for so long. Yeah, it's hard to keep us uh, having a friendship that long. That's like basically a marriage. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, basically. <laughs> basically. <laughs> but no, like that sounds nice. You had the friend group to like kind of like sell, like let yourself embrace everything that you felt like you wanted to do. Yeah. And ha- was it the same at home with like mom and dad? Um, it was. I'll say this, being a child of Nigerian immigrants, there's uh-huh. going to be issues when it comes to how you emote mm-hmm. socially mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. how you express yourself. Yeah. I think that has a lot to do with, um, you know, their upbringing and it has a lot to do with kind of Nigerian culture, yeah. um, which is centered around... It's all they know. Well, Eastern Nigerian culture, I'm, our family is Igbo, so it's centered around like Christianity, and it's like not even centered; it's like grounded in Jesus. Yeah. Um, and that coupled with the fact that I grew up Seventh Day Adventist, which is like a very uh, kind of Orthodox okay. Christian okay. belief system. We went to school. I mean, went to church on Saturday. We the Bible literally so like in the Bible it says the evening and the morning were the first day and so you look at the days as if it was like night and day instead of day and night and so sundown to sunup wow. is the Sabbath right um, and so that you would think that that would be very constrictive yes constricting, constricting. I mean just the way you describe it yes. sounds constricting well, but, so I grew up in a but at the same time I would say that my parents were, I, I guess I think about it now, like if I were, so I was my parents' age, well, I'm now my parents' age when, I, when they had they kids, had you, yeah. and they lived, that's a lifetime, right? Yeah. And you have children, and you have the ways that you think, and then your children grow and become small people, like their own, their small, own people. small people, Yeah. and you change or you shift the ways that you think about yeah, it. Yeah, you have no choice. Things. And so I will say that my parents love me and adore me. That's and amazing. I know that. Um, and, they've, and they tell me that every day. Um, and so regardless of like what ever happened in the past or how they reacted towards just who I was, mm-hmm. who I am, before I know now, they have a different disposition. And... Also in Nigerian culture, we really treasure our elders, and so I really try to take and I really try to understand like the thought process of where they where they were coming where from, they were coming from. And also like just what all they knew, like yes. just as the way they grew up, exactly. And yeah. being like in America with no family, no friends, yeah. essentially, and trying to just you know create the American dream on their own, but super duper. Um, into the arts. Yeah. Um, I grew up, so I started playing the saxophone, and my mom was like, You cannot. <laughs> she was like, It was like when I was nine. And so when I got to 
middle school, I chose the cello, and I played the I'm a classical trained cellist. Amazing. I play it even now. Oh, wow. Um, and so that's how I got into music. Okay. Um, by playing the cello, and you'll so in my music, I I write my music starting off with bass line because of how I've just like learned learned how to how you how you got into music. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, and that translates itself through kind of a lot of the ways that I'll write. Yeah. Um, and yeah, so started in cello and, and then started singing in church. And I had this really weird um, uh, fear. Okay. So I would practice. This is what I'm saying. I would like practice and sing. I would practice and practice and practice. And this is that if ever I was singing like by myself. Uh-huh. Um, I would practice and... I'd know the song front and back, and then when it was time for me to sing, I'd get on stage and I would cry. I would just start crying. God. And it was it was so unnerving because I distinctively remember in my head that I was saying, "What? If, why are you crying?" Yeah, and you I wasn't you know sad at the sense, but it was nerves, and I had that forever. Mm. Um, and this was usually when I was like just singing by myself, but I. The way that it stopped, this is a very strange story. The way okay. that it stopped, I was doing, I was singing at a funeral it, at my church. Okay. I think it was like 13 or 14. I was singing at a funeral, and I remembered like looking around, and I was singing with the choir, and I remember looking around, and everyone was crying, and I didn't really know the lady who passed away. Uh-huh. And so I was like, why is everyone crying? And it came time for me to sing like my solo, and it in was, my mind, I was still like, every like, what is like going everyone on? And I was like, let me just sing this, and I sang it, and I was like, cried, like cried in a way that it was like scary to me to sing. Yeah, sometimes I do get emotional when singing songs, but that's because of the song. But I haven't had that moment again since then. That's so interesting. I know, strangest thing. Yeah, so there was like some sort of energy and presence on that day. Whatever it was, thank you so much. Yeah, <laughs> because that's that's so interesting. Yeah. But that's, I mean, it's a, it's actually honestly like like beautifully tragic in a weird way. Yeah. Um, I mean, what led you to LA? Then I'm mean, you went to school. Did you? St- yeah. Were you in school so, in South Carolina. No, so I, so I went to school at Morehouse in Atlanta. Okay. okay. Um, I graduated degree in international studies for wow. concentration in finance and French. She's educated. She is. She <laughs> is. I moved to D.C. and I worked um, in the Senate for the senator who replaced Barack Obama. Oh, wow. Yeah. Yes. No one would how, I know. ever know I know. I know. I know. <laughs> um, and after living in D.C. for two years, working in politics, um, I moved to New York and I was an assistant buyer at Macy's and okay. then for Gucci, okay, and then that Gucci job did not work out. <laughs> <laughs> well, I don't, everything that you just said that one felt the most random. Yeah, <laughs> uh, and then so after like, and I would like go between like Milan and Florence. This is right before Instagram was like popping. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And and, and Instagram had just come out, and I I always think to myself if I would have like figured that shit out early on, girl. Things would have been so different. A gay black thing. boy in Milan. Okay, that would have been over. It was, but, you know, don't we didn't know. You we know, didn't know. But we we make a way. Yeah, right. Yeah, yeah. So I made my way to LA <laughs> after the last snowstorm that I was in in New York. I was I slipped on a flight of stairs. I was I lived in Harlem. I slipped on a flight of stairs and 
Once I got to the bottom. Wait, what year was this? This was 2011. This is like November 2011. Okay. It's like, yeah, November, November. Um, so butterfly stairs. People stepped over me, and I was like at the bottom trying to collect myself. And I was like, you know what, girl? That sounds like New York. I was like, <laughs> I was like, this is. Not They're it. like, oh, someone fell. Okay. okay. <laughs> um, and I visited LA that February of that year, um, and just loved it. So yeah, I I flew out here December thirty first, two thousand eleven. Landed at twelve noon, and then rang in the new year. Oh, resident wow. of LA. And you've been here ever and since. I've been here ever since. Wow. And what what were you doing when you first got here? Um, I was sleeping on a floor. Okay. My friends uh, from college sleeping on this floor for like three months, and then I was well. Then I saw an ad on. <laughs> so uh, <laughs> I am already loving it. I saw an ad on Craigslist that was like. <laughs> This is really dumb. So do not do, don't do this. I saw an ad on Craigslist and it was, and it was like, um, you know, where do you want to be signed by a label? Come audition for this band. Blah, blah, blah. And I was like, uh, yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and and we're, we already have executives looking at it. Like that was what the ad said. And I was yeah. like, okay. So I go to this audition and come to find out it's an audition for a group to audition for a TV show. Okay. Right. Exactly. That's that look that you're giving me right now is the look that I had <laughs> on my face when I got there. So <laughs> and so by the way, my face looks very puzzled. <laughs> <laughs> but I was like, well, I'm here now. I'm all the way in North Hollywood, and I'm come from North. I'm from Koreatown, so like yeah. I'm not about to just not. Just go home. Yeah, yeah. Um, so I auditioned. I made it. Obviously. <laughs> yeah, yes. Um, and that group became the boy band that I was in called Citizen. Citizen. Okay. Um, super fast forward. We went on the show. Um, it showed that like. What so was we, the show called? X Factor. Oh. Yeah, that one. So we were on the same same season as Normani and. No like, way. Literally remember like seeing that. Wait, does this exist? It, it does, but it's off. It's an off. It doesn't exist. It doesn't exist. It's a, Awful experience. Got it. It was because they, it was more of a, I'm sure everyone at well, Fremantle Media is lovely, but uh-huh. Uh-huh. Um, you could tell that they were trying to push a narrative. It was a TV show. No, yeah, they want the backstory. They want to make people want to care in like really weird ways. Or they want to make fun of you. And for us, they like, while we were getting ready in the bathroom, they played It's Raining Men. They like, it was... It was slightly homophobic, to be honest with you. Yeah. Does anybody have any hair stuff? Can I borrow some, please? What is this? This is for currently. It's gotta be perfect. See this? This is how a rock star gets his hair done. Hey, I'm Patrick. Hey, I'm Kalechi. I'm Russell. Parker. Hey, I'm Calvin. And we are Citizen. What do y'all think about the collar, yes or no? Uh, down. I would say really? down. That's, Why? that's you, that's not me. I've been deemed a heartthrob, so I guess I have a lot to live up to my name. <laughs> you gotta make sure everything's just, you know, sitting right and tight. Alright, Kalechi, what's the verdict on the collar? Up or down? Put it down. Did you see where I'm going for, though? Yeah, put it down. <laughs> Parker, one oh, last. Down, that's three down. 
think I like the color down. That doesn't sound not wrong. Right? I've heard some horror stories about it. Yeah, it was like, it was weird. And then, you know, they tried to make group members look like assholes to other group members, i.e. me, look like a mean person to some, like, one of the other group members. Producers working their magic. And I'm like, I would, like... I just told him to put his collar down. He looked crazy. Like, uh-huh. you guys told him to put it up. Like, uh-huh. no. Um, and then we get out there. This is when Brittany, Demi. Oh, my um, God. That is right. This is that season. That is insane. Yeah. Oh, my God. So, like. Because that's when they first tried it the brand yeah, here. Yeah. And yeah. Audition for them. And we made it through. But not without them making me look like an asshole to Simon Cowell. Again. Yeah, so like, yeah, yeah. And I'm the nicest person you'll ever meet. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I like to tell myself that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, but I'm like, it just, it was, it was a show. Yeah. Um, and full story, I think I can tell it now, but I... It's been a few years. Well, yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's been several. But I... <laughs> so I tempt at Fox. Okay. A few months before all of this. Mm-hmm. And so we made it to the next round. And um, I got a call before the day that we were supposed to leave for Miami, which uh-huh. is the next round, that I couldn't go, uh-huh. but the rest of the group could. could. And mind you, I had been like upfront about it. They were like, it's no problem, blah, blah. And then they did that shit. And then while they were in Miami, they never even showed the group getting like kicked off because it was just we- like, it was weird at that point. Uh-huh. Um, but then we ended up. Um, Getting signed to um, Primary Violator, like Primary Wave okay. Management, it's a big management company. Um, we were recording, and we have a song that's on Spotify. It's called um, Immortal. Immortal. Citizen, C T Z E N. Well, I miss the times when we were immortal. And I give it all to me. Really, really, really yeah, good yeah. like pop song. Um, but you know, all good things come to an end. I did make one of my like very closest friends out through there. Um, Calvin, um, he goes by um, Larry David on okay. Insta. Oh wait, yeah, the comedian. Oh my god, wait, yeah, I know that. Such a good song. He's such a good songwriter. No, yeah, I've featured his songs before on yeah. the playlist. Yeah, he's fantastic. He's so good, right? Yeah. Um. So I, I thank the whole experience for like helping me meet him. He's yeah. just such a good person. He's one of my good girlfriends now. Yeah. <laughs> um. And we went through kind of the same thing together because, like, being the gays in the group, we were told this is at a time where there was no. Choice of on. There was yeah, no like yeah, there was Sam Smith, like barely, right? Like they were like, let's how can we disguise this? Not even how can we disguise this. We were explicitly told if you come out or you say that you're gay, this will ruin your career. We were told this <sighs> so by awful. certain people. And you know, the, the and you know, it could have been right. Back yeah. Then, right? Yeah. I, I can't say that it's not. But we found ourselves through that situation. Um, and so I was glad to go through that. Yeah, no, you could say that you went through it. Yeah. Someone that you 
that's an intense experience to go through. And you have someone do it at least with. Yeah. yeah. And then I started like recording on my own. Yeah. I did a Kickstarter, raised a bunch of money, ended up um, like doing a tour, mm-hmm. like a five city tour. Um, and then at the end of that, I like opened for August Alsina at the time. This okay. Is, this is the landscape that. <laughs> I'm like, this is a fucking journey. I know. <laughs> um, opened for August Alsina and then opened for L. Varner. Uh-huh. And that was the night that I was booed off stage. Um, like my music was messed up, the people were drunk, whatever, and I was booed off stage, and I was like, I will never, I will never sing again. Um, and cut to five years later, forever tonight, doing super well. <laughs> um, and I think I just needed to find my voice, and at the time I was singing R and B, and it just didn't feel authentic, even though like the music was great, mm-hmm. um, or at, to me it was lovely. Mm-hmm. Um, it just wasn't me, and I wasn't singing about things that were, you know, like about you, about, you know, about, about personal to you, but just about like things I gave a fuck about. Like one of my songs that I, I'm sorry, I swore. But, no, <laughs> um, one of my songs, uh, the new one, it's called Georgina, and it was about a prostitute, mm-hmm. right? Like, but I care about it because when I first got here, I met a prostitute on the street. She propositioned me. I was like, girl, I don't, I don't want that, but. Tell your story, girl. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And she was a nice person, and I wrote a little song about her. Oh, you know, so so I couldn't have seen myself doing that five years ago. ago, Yeah, you know, you're at a place now where I mean, well, like just this the story that you just laid out for us. You've gone through so much like ups and downs, failures, some successes, and. You've been let down, yeah. you've been upset, you've been wanting to quit, but through all of that, you haven't. You're still here, you're doing it. And it sounds like you wouldn't be able to have gotten to this place that you're at right now if you hadn't gone through all that. Right. I, I think that adversity does mold people into mm-hmm. who they figure out they need to be. Yeah. Um, it, it certainly molded me. Um, and I... I second guess myself all the time. Yeah, no, that's um, normal. I still do that, but I am less quick to second guess my music now. Got it. Than okay, how do I get it out there? Yeah, right, yeah. like that is strategy, and I learned, I kind of like learned marketing strategy because of the downs that I had with being in that group. Like we had to figure out how to do everything, everything ourselves. Yeah, a lot of people weren't really helping us, and so we just had to figure that shit out. And um. We were discussing this offline earlier, but you know, I'm trying to open myself up to be more accessible to people. Yeah. And talk. And yeah, you have a beautiful story, and people should hear it. It's inspiring. The, the amount of things that you have to get to just to get to where you are now hasn't been easy. No. But here you are. Right. You're still doing it. Still, still here. Yeah. I get excited. Like super excited. There are. Yeah. I'm. You feel good. You're I'm really excited. excited. I'm excited about things. You could hear it in the songs. I mean, I learned about you a little bit, I feel like a little bit later, um, just through like mutual friends mentioning that you're actually Andrew. Yeah. So it's the first yeah. person to play me your song. Yeah. Um, and I was like, I love this vibe. It feels very fitting just with like the way you, you present yourself, your style and everything. I was like, this makes sense to the product. Like yeah. the music makes sense to this. Like it works together. And that's always, I, that's something I always gravitate towards. Like, if everything looks like it's a fully realized package, 
I'm like, I'm gonna, my eyes are immediately drawn to it. And I'm like, I need to know more about this. There's a lot more. Yeah, I'm excited, no, because I mean, you've, right now you have two songs out. Yeah. Forever, Forever Tonight, tonight and Higher. And Higher. Yeah. Higher just got put on a Spotify playlist. Oh, yeah? Yeah, like two days ago. The Pisces playlist. Oh, work! So, thank you. Spotify. Whoever did that. Thank you to everyone. Get those streams. Who made that possible. Please stream the Higher. Just get to my Got me so addicted to you sense of nostalgia about yeah. the music yeah. but it doesn't feel old yeah oh good it's very it's a little bit it's kind of like what Dua's, Dua Lipa's calling her new album future nostalgia it's like very that hmm. it is very that <laughs> <laughs> but like it's very it's the all... girls have been working very hard <laughs> <laughs> but um no, no I, I yeah but it, it, it's great and the more people get to hear it and the more it, the people that it gets to because the people love to be reminded of something, but also yeah. feel like it's it's like fresh and new. And yeah. you're totally doing that. It's so funny because I will get people who will message me and say, "Oh my god, this sounds like," or "I love the sample that you use." For, and I'm like, "I didn't use. There's no sample. Uh-huh. I'm strict. I go by the strict rules of chord progressions. I completely understand. You know, having to pay someone for something, and I'm uh-huh. not going to do that because I don't have any money to do that. Yeah, or royalties to give away. Uh-huh. Um." So it's just very interesting to hear people hear some of the yeah. influences in yeah. the music because that means I've done my job. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. I I grew up listening to Donna Summer and I grew up listening to Tears for Fears and I grew up listening to Michael Jackson. I know problematic. Um I grew up, <laughs> but no, but I Yeah, but like I grew up in this era of pop music that made people move, yes. right? And pop music that made people feel. And it was joyful, um, it was emotional. And, and people just, feel like, as soon as the beat drops, you feel something with it. Like, yeah. it connects to an emotional place. Yeah. I grew up with that music. Uh-huh. And I realized after doing R&B and there was, like, grooves and stuff like that, I was like, well, what do I want? Like, what, what yeah. do I want to say? Yeah. What, what music do I want to make? And I, I like talking about life Mm -hmm. and if it's not you know like forever tonight was about a first date yes felt like forever yeah yeah (laughs) wanted to end tonight like it's literally that very esoteric when it comes to these these, <laughs> these topics um, or like higher is about um, 
just like the feeling that you get mm-hmm. when you fall in love. Burn it up. <laughs> I love that song. But but and and that I love disco and I was like, well, what would a disco song sound like today? Like yes. 1978, if I was in the middle of Studio 54. Uh-huh. Well, 2078. <laughs> <laughs> Studio. <laughs> <laughs> what what would that song sound like? And it just seemed right. Yeah. Um, and like I told you about uh, uh, Georgina, about uh-huh. uh, Lady of the Night, who mm-hmm. I met on Sunset Boulevard. Yeah. And I have a song coming out called Just a Friend, and it's literally about someone. Like you getting like involved with someone in your head, but they say you're just a friend, right? Mm. It's literally what the song is about. Mm-hmm. And I know that we all feel these things. Yeah. And I know that there are so many people out there who like want to emote and they want to feel. And music is not just about like dan- just, dancing. Just it's not strictly it's for not dancing. Strictly for dancing, it's about like feeling. Yes. Feeling exactly. So. So letting yourself go through emotions, being able to relate to someone, being able to hear yourself in a song, yeah. even though it's not you, you know, yeah. that's what it's all about. Yeah. Music is like that. It's like the endless language. Yeah. It's my favorite language. Um, but that's exciting. I mean, I'm my, I'm more curious as to how you even got, is like, is the same person producing these songs with you? Yes. Um, so my producer, his name is Zach, and Let's talk about Zach, because okay. Zach is doing the damn thing with you. So, okay. So, <laughs> so, Zach, so I think, like, if you're an aspiring musician out there, I think mm-hmm. one of the most important things that I learned was finding a, his name is Zach Sorgan, by the way, Sorgan, by the way. Um, it's finding a producer who will listen to you. Yes. Okay. Because there are there are producers out there who are great at what they do, talented, can lovely, do everything, talented girls, mm-hmm. lovely gowns, mm-hmm. right? Lovely, lovely, gowns. lovely gowns. <laughs> cute dress. But <laughs> but they don't listen to what you say, and yeah. so you come in there and you say, okay, well, I want this song mm-hmm. to sound like a cross between the Pointer Sisters and Bob Dylan, uh-huh. and they will make a song that sounds like I don't know Whitney Houston. Not bad mm. on either side, but, that's not, but that's not what I want. It's not who I am. Yeah. Right? Um, and working with Zach has probably been the easiest thing ever. Um, and he's a good musician, too. Like yeah. Working with a producer who's not just a beat person, for me, because I'm I'm so grounded in the music mm-hmm. of music, I'm the music of music. You know. <laughs> the, like foundation, the foundation. The foundation. The notes. Yes. All of those yes, things yes. that I cannot speak about right now. Um, <laughs> I think working, for me, working with a producer who knows music mm-hmm. is also... Um, well, it's important. Extremely important. And someone who isn't afraid to push the boundaries with you. Um, and Try new things. Experiment. And Zach is Zach Sorgan is one of those people who I, I came in and I was like, I want this song to sound like this, uh-huh. and I wanted to have bells on it and whistles and a bow, <laughs> and I need some claps, <laughs> and I need the gays to be able to dance, and I need the straights to be able to dance, I need everyone in between to be able to dance, and it he gets it, it he gets it, and he gets me, and so I. I'm much appreciative. Oh, that's amazing. 
that's well that's like always like the one thing i'm like so always so curious about with just like artists in general just because how do you how do you rely that message to someone who is on the technical side of it like this is how i want things to sound and then if they're able to get it and they understand exactly what you're saying and then it's like this magic of like brain lines colliding that's that's amazing that's what you want to find working with people who get you i think really yeah and like um so like calvin helped me he wrote a little piece of um forever tonight mm-hmm. but zach and i essentially like we have eight songs we wrote in a three month span and this is mind you i'm like working full-time doing all that right mm-hmm. but also like leaving work and going to the studio recording and writing and all this other stuff and we wrote and produced all these things by ourselves wow literally um, and I just worked on a song with Jesse St. John. Oh, amazing. Um, I love Jesse. We wrote um, the Just a Friend song. We wrote that song in just 20 minutes. Wow. Um, which was really, that was a really exciting experience too because we didn't have, there was no music or anything like that. I couldn't like, figure out how to turn my roommate's electric piano on. Uh, it was on. I just didn't, like, you know, I'm not good with, <laughs> with electronics and things. But <laughs> so. Jesse was like, so what are we going to do? And I was like, well, let me download this um, piano app. And I played three notes, and we built an entire song. Off no of way. Notes. Um, and I performed it at the Troubadour, and people didn't like it. So Whoa. <laughs> yeah. So That's a magical experience. Though. I know. It was so cool. And he was like, yeah, I got to go meet my mom for lunch. So same time next week. <laughs> I was like, girl, we just wrote a song. Like, it's seriously? Um, he can no, like, he's so write a song cool. like, He's Every day. so fucking talented. Like, there's no way to... Do- I was sitting there like... Dumbfounded. Wait, we just... Wait, yeah. that's it. Like, yeah. that's the song. Yeah. You know? And it was such a collaborative effort. It's so effortless for him. And so I'm trying to put myself in positions like that mm-hmm. where I'm actually collaborating with people and working with people. Um, Mike Taylor also performed at that at the show. Okay. At the Vincent show. Incredible. Really? Um, and we're talking about like working together. Um, I have like dream collaborations that I want to like yeah. do. So if you, I mean, it sounds like you're, you're already doing what you were saying you wanted to do. I'm working toward it. Yeah. That Nigerian resilience. <laughs> that, that Evo strength. <laughs> but no, that's good. You're already, you saying you're already, you are threw it out there into the existence and you're already making it happen. I'm just thrilled for you, and like I'm so glad that I got to learn a little bit more about like how you got to this point because it is exhausting. I'm exhausted for you. That story is just <laughs> that is one story. Yeah, like the th- all those things that you went through. Shit, like some people would have given up. Yeah, but I don't look. I don't have the luxury of giving up because my yeah. like my I had to ask permission to move to LA. By the way, mm-hmm. my parents <clears throat> and. Mind you, they're not paying my rent or anything. It's just like Nigerian culture. You ask your parents to do things before you do them. And I remember my dad was like, if you move out to Los Angeles, you better come back with a Grammy. And I was like, okay, well, I have, not that I'm creating music for that, but like, I know what their goals and their dreams are. Yeah, they want, they, your dad was like, you're going to do this, but I want you to be at the exactly. highest level. Well, and that's what they do. Like, if I brought home a 98, they'd be like, what, what are the other 2%? <laughs> you know, like, why didn't you get a 100? And I'm like, yeah. okay, I've lived that way my entire life. So there's no reason that I've gotten to 
checkpoints where I've been like, oh, this almost worked, and then quit. Like, there's no way for, there's, you know, yeah. at this point, especially with the internet, like, anyone can be a superstar now. There's really artists coming out the woodwork every day. That lady, the lady, the, um, I was a decent... Oh, yeah, yeah, the Charlotte girl, yeah, yeah. Like, literally on, anyone. On Ellen, viral sensation. Sensation. Like, insane. It, it could happen to anybody. It could happen to anyone, and I just figured, look, I'm not dead, so. Yeah. <laughs> not, not, we're not wasting time. We're not wasting time on that. We're, we're going for it. Yeah. Well, everyone, we've heard the story. The music is coming. Y'all need to get it together and get into this superstar right here. Is there anything you want to, where can people find you on Instagram? Um, I'm on Instagram at It's Kalechi, actually at I-T-S-K-E-L-E-C-H-I. Yeah. Um, the music all is, is coming very soon. Yes. Um, I am on Spotify, Kalechi. So there are two Kalechis on Spotify, oh, yeah? by the way. One is a rapper singer from Atlanta and then there's me. Our pictures are very different. Okay. I'm the one with the So you'll be able to figure out the Yeah, I'm like, <laughs> I, I'm the one who looks like a gay <laughs> in my profile picture. Uh, the soft neon lighting? Yeah, uh, that's yeah, me. That one, with the cowboy hat and those eyelashes. <laughs> that would be me. So. Oh my god, I love it. Thank you so much for taking time Thank to talk you. to me today. You've been having course. It's like Oprah. Yes. Thank you. Yes. Thank you so much. Bye, world. Bye, everyone. Bye, bye.